Hey, grown-ups, warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor has a menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50. That's T-A-L-E-S 5-0. And use code tales50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com. Dot com slash tales 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey grown-ups, I have something exciting to share with you. There's a brand new kids podcast out now that I think you're going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories. This show is perfect if you love adventures, solving riddles, and maybe even some wacky math problems. But I need a little help from some new friends to tell you more. Max and Molly, take it away. From the creators of Who Smarted, Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Tailblazers. I'm Rebecca Cunningham, and this is Girl Tales a kid's podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Before we get started, I'd like to wish a very happy birthday to Amani Burton. Amani, I hope you have a wonderful birthday. Thank you so much for listening to Girl Tales. Grownups, if you would like to hear your child's name at the top of our next tale, head to patreon.com slash girltales and donate today. Now on to our episode. This is Fairy's Tale. Enjoy! I'd like to tell you about a friend of mine. Yeah, yeah, I know you're used to hearing from Rebecca, but she's off on vacation and she asked me to step in. So, I'd like to tell you about a friend of mine. That friend is me. Mwah, yours truly, and my name is Fairy. Now, I know you've heard of me before, haven't you? I'm the one that sent Cinderella off to the ball. That girl could never read a clock correctly. I turned Pinocchio into a human boy. Didn't realize he was a pathological liar, of course. And I taught Peter Pan and all of his little friends to fly. Some boys will just never grow up. But here's my problem. Even though they call them fairy tales, it just so ends up I'm always the side character. The one that helps the protagonist along the way. Ridiculous. 
I can be the hero of my own story, can't I? So, this is my tale. Fairy's tale. Alright, so, when I'm not doing all of the extra legwork for every Tom, Dick, and Harry who doesn't know their right from their left, I rest here, in freshwater. Because everyone here is pretty magical themselves, they really don't ask much of me. They don't make me sprinkle fairy dust on them or have me grant them any wishes. They just let me nap and live my life. And I like it that way. So, one day, a few weeks ago, it's noon, and I'm having my little nap. Now, do not let my size make you think otherwise. I am notoriously a heavy sleeper, and from time to time, I maybe snore a little. Whatever. But the point is, King Kong himself could not wake me if he tried. Or, that's what I used to think. You see, on this particular day, I heard something that shook me from my slumber. Fee-fi-fo-fum. I jump up. Are you kidding me? I said. And then I heard it again. Fee-fi-fo-fum. What on earth? So I peer out of my little window to try and find where on Goddess's green earth that atrocious noise is coming from. Fee-fi-fo-fum. I look to my left. Nothing. I look to my right. Nada. I look down. Not a soul. And then... The sound comes again. Fee-fi-fo-fum. And I realize it is coming from the sky. But I look up and I don't see anything. I know it's not thunder. There are no clouds. Plus, this sounds like someone yelling some cockamamie words. Fee-fi-fo-fum. What does that even mean? Now, I can fly and I'm magical, but I have my limitations. I cannot fly up as high as where this sound was coming from. And I couldn't figure out where to sprinkle enough fairy dust to make this sound go away. (sighs) But I couldn't just sit there. So I put on my big girl wings and flew out the door to investigate. And as I'm flying, I look below me and see John Quill, the girl next door, running all rambunctious-like after her cow, Euphedora. I thought cows moved slowly, but boy, was I wrong. John Quill was having trouble getting to her cow, and I could easily have helped her. But I came to Freshwater to rest, not to help more people. But I can't help it, it's in my nature. So... I flew down and I sprinkled some fairy dust on the cow. Euphedora, the cow, freezes in place and tips over. I giggled because it was kind of hilarious. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Don't worry, no cows were harmed in the making of this story. But John Quill was able to finally get a hold of Euphedora, and as per usual, John Quill thanks me profusely. Thank you so much, fairy. Ah, uh, don't sweat it. I tried to fly off, but then she stopped me. It was the strangest thing. Euphedora never leaves the farm, but she heard a loud sound coming from the sky, and she leaped over the fence and bolted. 
I turned back around. Did the sound sound like this? Fee-fi-fo-fum. Euphidora mood and Jonquil nodded. Yes, exactly. It was the strangest thing. And then we heard it again. Fee-fi-fo-fum. So loud it shook the earth below us. And off Euphidora went, through the woods, past Freshwater Lake, and around Blythe Gable School. I picked up Jonquil and we flew, chasing the cow the whole way. Finally, we managed to get directly above Euphidora and sprinkled some fairy dust on her. She froze, tipped over, and we both giggled. Oh my goodness, so funny. As we flew down, we ran into Dr. Franny K. Stein, Freshwater's local scientist, who walked out of her house, followed by three little beans. Yes, you heard me correctly. Beans. Hey there, Dr. Stein. Have you heard all of this ruckus coming from the sky? The beans hissed at me. Well, hello to you, too. I said to each of them. Oh, fairy, I'm sorry. All of this noise coming from the sky is disturbing my beans. Your beans? John Quill asked her. Yes, my beans. The beans said, Oh, pardon me, beans. And Dr. Stein began to whisper. You see, I'm conducting an experiment where these talking beans are to turn into three talking beanstalks. But in order to do that, they require water, sunshine, and absolute silence. Which you're not getting a whole lot of here with all this fee-fi-fo-fumming going on. Exactly. Sorry, exactly. Well, Doc, do you think we can skip the science this one time and we use a bit of my magic? I don't think the noise is going away anytime soon, and we need to figure out what's going up in the sky above us so a girl can get her beauty rest. My wings don't take me up that high, but maybe if we climb up the beanstalk... We can climb up and see what's going on! John Quill joined in. Well, yes, perhaps that would be best. Dr. Stein agreed. Oh, hush yourselves, I said back to them as I sprinkled some fairy dust on each one. As they were shushing me yet again, they pop, pop, popped, all three into their very own beanstalk. So tall, they went past the clouds higher than I've ever been able to fly. Now, don't worry, these beans were meant to turn into beanstalks. We're all meant to grow and transform, of course. And with all of that growing, they became very tired. They went from shushing to snoring. Well, are we ready, ladies? I asked John Quill, Euphidora, and Dr. Stein. Euphidora mood, and John Quill and Dr. Stein nodded in agreement. That's when we each started climbing up a snoring beanstalk. Good golly, it took forever. Flying is so much better than climbing, if you ask me. It was almost nighttime by the time we made it all the way to the top of the stalks. And at the end of the beanstalks was a giant 
red door sitting perfectly on a cloud. We walked up to it and I knocked, of course. In response, what did you think we heard? Fee-fi-fo-fum. Euphidora tried to run away again, but we all three pet her calmly and that seemed to do the trick. She didn't even need my fairy dust. She did stand behind the three of us as we stood there, anxiously awaiting whoever or whatever was about to answer the door. As this mysterious figure approached the door, we heard their footsteps. And then the cracking open of the door. There he was, a giant. Hi, my name is Billy. Uh, hi, hi, Billy. I'm Fairy, and uh, this is John Quill and Dr. Stein. And hiding behind us here is the Frady Cow, Euphidora. She's just a little shy right now. Hello. Say, Billy, are you new here in Freshwater? John Quill asked him. I am. So nice to meet you, Billy. Welcome to town. Dr. Stein politely greeted him. All right, enough of the niceties, I interrupted. Billy, we're glad to have you here, kid, but you're causing quite a ruckus. And some of us are napping or tending to our cows or making beans grow. And you keep yelling, fee, fi, fo, fum, which means none of those things can happen. So what is the deal? Oh, I'm awful sorry. I'm not yelling, fee, fi, fo, fum. Yelling fee fi fo fum. <laughs> I was putting together a new giant bookcase I got from the Swedish furniture store over on Cloud Nine, and I got a splinter in my thumb. It hurts so bad, and I can't get it out. <laughs> Billy showed us his splinter. That looks awful. I'm sorry, Billy. John Quill cried out. Well, maybe I can help, I added. I tried sprinkling some fairy dust on it, but the splinter was so big it wouldn't even budge. Perhaps I can help, Dr. Stein suggested. She asked Billy for a pair of tweezers and used her mathematical and scientific skills to figure out the exact angle from which to pull the splinter out. But the tweezers were so large, Dr. Stein couldn't handle them on her own. So, we all pitched in. I held on to one end, John Quill held on to the other, and Dr. Stein directed us. We hoofed and heaved, but nothing. Euphidora must have gotten used to Billy and all the loud sounds because she had such a clever idea in that moment. She sat on the end of the tweezers and pop, out the splinter went. Oh, thank you so much, Euphidora. Billy said to her as he scooped her up and kissed her on the head. Euphidora mooed and licked Billy on the face. Billy gently placed Euphidora back down on a cloud. 
He thanked each of us and asked if we'd like to stay for tea. We'll have to take a rain check, Billy. I gotta be taking the rest of my nap. But hey, there were beanstalks leading down to the ground now. Come stop by anytime. If you ever get a splinter again, or if you need any help, we're downstairs. And we headed back down the beanstalks to our respective homes. I got a nice rest, Dr. Stein went back to her experiments, and new Fedora was a lot calmer, making John Quill's job of tending to her a lot easier. And Billy was more aware of the sounds he made up in the clouds, thank goodness. Plus, he was a new friend. A great addition to Freshwater. So, I guess this isn't my tale alone. I guess it's Euphedora's and John Quill's and Dr. Stein's and Billy's tale, too. I'm not selfish, of course. I can share. How do you end a fairy tale again? Oh yeah, that's right. And they lived happily ever after. The end. That was Fairy's Tale. Written, performed, and executive produced by Rebecca Cunningham. Produced by Chad Shanai. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And grown-ups, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for listening, and remember, I believe in you. Tales is a Cordelia Studios production.